Hello everyone, my name is Maciej Nowak and welcome to Awesome to Know podcast where we discuss all things WordPress. My today's guest is Maciej Polnowski from BuddyWorks. And this episode will be centered around automation of website builds. CICD is a broad topic that is recently gaining attention from WordPress world and I hope you will learn something from this for yourselves. And this is a very interesting conversation for me personally because we worked with Maciej together in the past. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Maciej Polmowski. Hey everyone, it's good to have you here. We're glad you decided to tune in for this episode of the Awesome to Know podcast. Hi Maciej, great to have you on the podcast. Hi Maciej, yes, too, too much is talking about technology. I mean... To be honest, it's also a great name for a podcast itself, right? Matches and technologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are there are two matches, and we worked for uh, for time for a quite a bit um, together. And I think we've seen each other last time in Porto on WordCamp Europe, right? Yes, exactly. We were trying to to, to get some vegetables uh, at, at the food court. It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it was still possible. So that 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 was great. Yeah. Uh, so so today's episode is about continuous integration, continuous de- develop delivery and development. Yes, because this is a very interesting abbreviation. We have this CI/CD, and it means so many things at once, dependent on what you are doing. <laughs> yeah, so l- l- let's uh, tackle this. So what is CI/CD and what, you know, what what value can it bring to the uh, to the company or to the team or to the agency? So uh, first of all, let's start with this abbreviation because uh, like I said, it can mean quite a lot. There, it consists of two parts. First of it is the CI, which means always continuous integration. And this means that every time when we change something in our code base, we run all the tests. So this means that we have to start working on our test suite in some way, because um, let's be honest, testing our software each time by us humans is pretty boring. And machines love doing this because they love repeating the same stuff over and over and over again. I, I'm not uh, sure if they love it or rather we make them do this. So <laughs> it's like our our doing that they love it or are capable of doing this. I try to think that they really like the thing that they are doing <laughs> uh, because if not, I mean, it would be the first step towards the thing that happened in Terminator, right? They would rebel against us and we, <laughs> and we don't want this. So uh, I try to think that they really like uh, doing those repetitive things and um, we can concentrate only on things that, that matter. On the other hand, we have this CD part. Uh, there are a few versions of what it means, but in general, uh, it's either about continuous development or continuous deployment. One means that uh, every time when this whole test suit uh, gives us the green light, everything is okay. We are building our application and it's ready to be deployed. But a human being must press the button, must say, yes, let's deploy it. And when it comes to continuous deployment, as the name stands, 
we are deploying continuously. So every time everything went through, every time our um, code base on some selected branch is ready to go, we are deploying it automatically. Uh, this is very difficult to achieve because uh, you have to be 100% sure about all your tests, about all your code base, about everything. Uh, because there is no control about pressing the button when to release. If someone will push uh, a fix on Friday and it will pass the test, it will get deployed. So if our testing suit is lacking, we just may destroy our weekend for the whole, for the whole team. Yeah, so uh, about deploying on Fridays, we will get to that. <laughs> uh, what, what can go wrong? But let's unpack the whole uh, CI/CD concept a little bit more. So the first stage or the first phase is continuous integration. So there, there, there are the tests. There is the code, um, like creation and making sure this is passing the test and it's working. So what are the, what, what's the alternative? To doing this automatically because you know for example we are um using uh, cicd uh, as well in in awesome studio and when i'm thinking if we can go back I, it's, it's no option for me so i cannot imagine a world without the whole suite of automation but there is like a huge number of agencies or freelancers that still are not using this um, for their environment so let's compare it what is providing um like see what CI/CD stack is providing for this stage versus what you have to do manually if you want to build something um i mean with with building tests there is one problem and this is one of the reasons one why many companies say we are not interested in it at the beginning it's a bit more work because you have to write some of those tests because there are two types of tests those that only need a configuration file and those that require manually writing tests so the second one will add few hours to your uh, to your work and many companies will say we don't have time for it but, our budget our budget but on the other hand, the same company, probably a month later, uh, while fixing uh, many things on production because they didn't test it, will start wasting the budget they just saved. So uh, trying to explain, uh, I mean, yeah, trying to say we don't have time or money in the long run, mm, it's, it's a bit of a lie because... Uh, in the long run, having at least some tests, some basic testing, uh, will always, always uh, turn out to be something positive. Will will be a kind of huge gain for 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 the company that that uses it. So uh, every time when you think about let's not add testing because it wastes our time, think again. Because, like I said, in the long run. In the long run. So, of course, yes, if you are doing a 
really micro project that will take you an hour. Yeah, probably adding tests. It's a bit uh, of a of, of a stretch here. But the moment when you are building something with uh, keeping this client for 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 a longer time because you will be I don't know adding some new features over time and things like this. Uh, adding some tests, it's it's, it's, it's a master. Okay, but you started this even one step before. So first of all, you have to decide if I'm going to do to run the test. So assuming, you know, you are now discussing if it is worth testing your software or not. So I guess, you know, we are past past this, <laughs> past this question. So there is the decision to do the tests and this falls into this um, first stage or first, first phase where we integrate our software with new release. So, you know, in which situation? Because this is interesting. Because this is like um, uh, th there is that concept of CI/CD. No one's understand, and there can fall a lot of different um, operations that can be automated. One of them are tests. But for example, where uh, where 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 ends continuous integration, and where starts deployment? You know, deployment is easy if we, if we substitute D for deployment because this can be also delivered depending on who you talk with, right? So what else apart from the tests can you do in continuous integration? And maybe I, I, I have the tendency to ask very own questions, so sorry about this, but you know, in order to work with CI/CD environment, you have to think in this way that you are, you know, actually integrating some software. So this is a little bit different process than I start development I uh, shut the doors and then after two months I'm back with ready software, right? So it's a little bit of a different approach, right? Yes, I would think of it when, when, when it comes to this, this whole CI part, I think of it like every time when you are doing something, if you see that there is a task, you start repeating, automated, just like this. I mean, it's as simple as that sometimes so if for example you see that uh, every time you want to provide yourself a staging environment you have to download some files from somewhere and you know that each time you are doing it manually adds one line to your to your script just i don't know using curl or something else just download those files and create a script. It's all about uh, finding those things that you are doing manually and automating them. Uh, some time ago, I had a great conversation with uh, with Christian Dangle. He's a specialist when it comes to uh, writing end-to-end -end tests. So those are when you are having your browser and you are in an automatic way, giving it orders. Go here, click here, do something. And uh, he showed me uh, how first they write uh, those automation scenarios. I didn't knew about this because uh, when it comes to end-to-end -end testing, for example, first it's all about writing scenarios. So there are detailed steps, what to do. And later, some of them are automated, but some of them 
require manual testing, but when you have a scenario, it's so easy to follow. And this is a really um, excellent example of when you have this scenario, it's easy to either uh, send it to some people who are who are manual testers and will follow step by step to see if everything is working as it should, or to convert it to algorithm because uh, yeah, you have step by step, you have like literally described that go here. So we are just writing this in, for for example in Cypress. Go to this site, click here, click here. It's the for example some new new box should appear. If it appeared, perfect, test pass. If not, well, not. And uh, there is a lot of software, especially in the enterprise grade, that integrates those manual and automatic testing. Because this is also the thing you, uh, we started talking about automatic testing, but there is still a lot of place for, for manual testing because there are things um, that are quite difficult to... End-to-end -end tests have this tendency that they are, they sometimes give you false positives or false negatives. And if you see that some test is falling quite often this way, this is, uh, this is the test that you probably will either have to rethink or just hire someone who will be checking this one thing. But it's still about, uh, if you have like 2000 tests in general, it's still better to automate 900 or because I said 2000 or 1000. Yeah, 2000. So, so 1900 and only have 100 to do that have to be done manually rather doing every, every of them. So it's also about some getting rid of some extra work. Yeah. Because yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and because uh, I, I know that the, the whole definition of CI/CD kind of sounds scary, but if we, it's kind of like in in, in Scooby-Doo and in, in the end of each, each each episode when they take off the mask of this monster, and it's not a monster, it's just a person. And with with CI/CD, it's the same. It's not something. It's it's not some very complicated IT concept. It's just all about automating the things that we are doing manually. It's not that hard. Yeah, I think we always uh, worry about or are scared about the unknown and, you know, it's umbrella, umbrella term, CICD. And that's why I want, I want uh, to unpack it because I think it can bring so much value to everyone in the ecosystem of building software because this, this can bring value to the agency that can be more efficient and be less, uh, you know, error prone when when building um, websites, but also to the client who who can have, who can has um, own development team for the platform that they are doing. And I guess that if you are not equipped if, with the CI/CD um, suite and building your website or your e-commerce platform internally, this is a huge. Um, like red flag because if you have your own team and doing this it means that you're wasting every time you're wasting time of your team or or and uh, you're exposing yourself to to problems because this is the the area i li like the most 
let's move to the deployment. So what can you automate regarding deployment so that this is you know, very useful to the, uh, to the development team? So there are few scenarios because, and this is also the cool thing, it, um, it really depends on what we need. In the simplest scenario, when we have like a simple website and we work on a staging platform and on the production platform, it's easy for us that we don't have to remember to share all the passwords, all the logins to the whole team because the CI CD platform provides auto deployments, uh, for example, on the staging side. So every time when we, for example, commit something to the deployment branch, the development branch, it goes uh, to our staging server, for example. Uh, every time we are ready to go with the production side, we just press the button and it goes to the production. This is this is cool, but this is simple. On the other hand, uh, one of the very important part, especially right now, because uh, we are living in the era when we are constantly using uh, some package managers like Composer, like NPM, uh, Python has one of it. So like almost every every modern programming language uh, has a um, has, has a package library, and um, we don't put all those libraries into our repository. We just have a JSON or a YAML, it depends on the language, file that uh, consists of libraries we will use. And every time before the deployment, we will run, for example, npm install or composer install or something like this. And we don't have to worry about this. And this is, again, this is cool. This is very cool. It makes our work much easier and our repository is much cleaner. But on the other hand, we can go forward and there are things like atomic deployments. So those are those zero time deployments. So uh, the user on the, our viewer or our client won't even see when the deployment happened. There won't be any error. There won't be any message like, sorry, we are deploying maintenance time or something like this. And uh, atomic deployment is, again, this is a very cool term that sounds a bit scary, but it's just a list of procedures that we are just moving files into a one place. Then we are using the symbolic link. That's it. It's not as scary, but doing it manually, it's I mean, it's boring. Let's be honest, it's boring. Most things about uh, deployment, it's waiting and doing few operations. It's it's boring, just like this. And thanks to automation, we can just press the button and go grab ourselves. I, I, I would like to, to stop here for a second and, and uh, get back one idea. Um, you mentioned uh, automation, you mentioned the process of automation for uh, dependency management. So. Uh, referencing all of the external libraries. And this is for our less technical listeners so that they can understand this better. So this is a process in which you don't manually download all of the libraries. What you are focusing on is indicating which libraries should be downloaded by the environment, by, by, by this tool. And this means for the um, for the process that you are not doing this manually so your developers are not wasting time and uh, you are not doing this manually so you are not um, prone to 
errors uh, doing this manually, moving files around. So this is both time saver and more consistent approach to managing your dependency. So this is for, yeah, do, do I get this right? Did yeah, I exactly, convey exactly. the message it's, correctly? Uh, yeah, because it's all about uh, having this big library of uh, classes, files and everything, and not having to keep it in our in, in our project, uh, in our repository, we are just pointing out we want this version of uh, this library, this version of that, and that's it. Yeah, thanks Thanks for this. And also the atomic deployment is very interesting for me because you mentioned this sounds scary. For me, what sounds scary is not doing this in an automatic way because the consequences are, you know, if, if you have to shut down your website or turn maintenance mode on the website, this means you are not serving your visitors. And this means you are not, for example, for e-commerce, uh, like selling, you know, and, and this is directly impacting your business, depending on the business, of course. But also, you know, if you want to replace this atomic, because I'm, I'm always thinking like, okay, if not this, then what's, what's the scenario? What's the solution? And if you are not doing this atomically, like seamlessly, which is the, the the best possible way, you are either shutting down the website or doing this in a, because the transition moment is exposing yourself to unstable state because you know machine is as it's it's a state machine there so so there is that part where switching is being inconsistent with the with the files and then can be errors and you can mitigate this by doing this manually which can be automated with uh, atomic de deployments. So I'm thinking, what are the consequences of not doing this the right way? And in times of, in, in a way that what you will sacrifice or, or what you have to spend to do this right? You use a very good example of uh, when it comes to CICD. Thank you. Because explain <laughs> CICD and why it matters um, to a client that has a a blog or a content site, it's much more difficult rather than explaining it to a client that has a e-commerce site. Why? Because as you said it, if the website isn't working, even for five minutes, we are losing money. And this is the best way to convince everyone. And uh, I mean, yes, we can we can do it uh, manually. We can uh, do it without automatic deployments, uh, but Yes, but we, we will be losing money if we are having an e-commerce. So it's at this point, it's more of a business decision. Do we want to lose money or do we want to, I don't know, sacrifice or it's not sacrificing because it's more investing an hour of our developers to uh, prepare our pipeline to, to work just like this. Or on the other hand, because... There are many services, for example, uh, Amazon Beanstack, that will do it for us. We just provide them the files as a one big zip file, and that's it. They will take care of the rest. So, uh, so like I said, it's right now choosing between having CI/CD and uh, having those atomic deployments. It's a business decision. Do we want to lose money? or not. If we can afford it, okay, go for it. It's it's your business, it's your decision. But from the technical point of view, uh, really automate stuff. And especially, you, Matthew, you also mentioned one more uh, very interesting thing about the state machine. This 
unstable state is something dangerous because you never know. I know. <laughs> you never know what will happen because uh, there is a possibility that for a second you will, for example, expose your passwords for some reasons. Because, for example, you have to... Security okay. rules. Yeah, exactly. Because, for example, you have to stop your server for a second because of something. So the second your server, your PHP server is not working, and if you, for example, have a WordPress site, if someone will enter the, your wp-config file and it won't be parsed, parsed as PHP file, you will see everything. So uh, every time, all those uncertain states, when you are not sure what can happen, we should avoid them at all costs because the surprises might be uh, really terrible. Yeah, I, when you mentioned this um, and when PHP can cause troubles like you no know, uh, file being not recognized as PHP. I have this um, like analog idea, I mean um, parallel idea of DNA replication and the most vulnerable state is when the DNA is replicating because this is prone to mutations and, and mutations can be very bad. Uh, of course, they can be good because this is the evolution, uh, uh, you know, playing, but um, this is the unstable state, uh, and and we have to protect this uh, because we can we can be exposed for 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 problems. But I'm also thinking, you know, there have to be there has to be like a minimum, um, like um, how to put it. Maybe if we shut down our website or e-commerce for an hour or for half a day, it won't make a dent in in our results. So there has to be a certain level when where where, where we start to care about the process. And as you mentioned, for block owner, it might be the case because it is, for example, known blogger, lots of traffic, but traffic means ads or you know served ads. So so this is also making making uh, impact but maybe there is no mm, someone not known and this is not worth the effort so with this long uh, intro i want to say i want to ask you what's the entry barrier so is there like a learning curve to this is it big or you know how much do you have to you have to invest in order to use cicd efficiently Trying to implement the whole CI/CD stack is difficult. Yes, it is. Especially that if you don't have it, <laughs> if you don't have anything, you uh, your website didn't uh, had any tests. So if we have something like this, implementing the whole CI/CD methodology is difficult. It's very difficult. It will take a lot of time. But what's important? Uh, is to go step by step. The first and easiest way is to start with the with the deployment part, with automating at least some of it. So, for example, let's not keep uh, our passwords and let's not use FileZilla to deploy files. Let's put everything in a Git repository. Let's connect it with either I don't know, Buddy, with the GitHub Actions, with something like this, and. Let's deploy it by pressing a button. Next step, 
automating all those build process, all those npm uh, run builds, npm installs. The same goes with composer. So every time we press run, more and more things happen. Uh, when we have this, I would start with looking at your CI/CD platform, looking what tests it has out of the box. For example, if you are using Buddy, you can uh, check your page speed, page speed score, or you can uh, compare screenshots of before and after. It's easy. You just provide a URL. It doesn't take time, and it gives you an a first layer of tests. Next step doing those tests that only require configuration. When it comes to PHP world, because I'm I'm, I'm mostly a PHP developer, um, there are things like PHP stand, like PHP uh, code sniffer. So you can check if your code is written in a correct way. And thanks to PHP stand, uh, you can find a lot of small errors uh, just by just by using one configuration file, it's, it's 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 really amazing that the amount of work you have to invest in making them work, it's like one hour and it will work every time. So every time before deployment. So maybe another way. We didn't wrote any test yet and we were able to deploy, build and uh, check quite a few things already without writing any tests. So this is this is amazing. And there are uh, applications, I think it, it's called Ghost Inspector. It's a very nice tool to start your adventure with and to end testing. It's more of uh, you write them by recording what you want to do. So if you know that you have uh, on your website some crucial Things like checking if your uh, mail form is working or is adding to cart working. Again, going to those those e-commerce example. You just uh, use a Ghost Inspector, record your flow, and it will check it every time. So uh, again, we didn't wrote a line of code and we were able to test quite a lot. So. But the most important thing is to add to, to do it slowly, step by step. Don't rush. Because the moment when you try at some point in your company, okay, everyone, we are going CICD, full speed ahead. It will collapse, everyone will be angry, everyone will be furious. Uh, it won't work. And the only thing that you will do is waste, uh, I don't know, a few months or something. And you probably won't achieve anything because uh, and, and, and goodwill as well i guess because exactly. you, you you will get burned and because if you are going if you have a big and um, big team let's let's imagine you have your internal team for building uh, e-commerce platform because we are in e-commerce and you have internal engineers introducing this in a big organization it's like a, a change management there will be always people who were advocates of the new idea, but also there will be people that are happy with the way the things are right now, and they will. There will be resistance. Sab sabotage. There exactly. Will be resistance. And, and, exactly. Exactly. And you have to orchestrate the whole change, work with the people, and and make them believe in the idea and also in the outcomes. But it's. It, 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 I guess this is 
a process rather than um, operation, like atomic operation. Now we are doing the continuous yeah, integration. Exactly, exactly. This is that's why it's important to understand the big picture, how it works, but really go slowly because it will be better even if it will take you more than a year, but you will implement most of it rather than after two months, you will just uh, raise the white flag and say, yeah, CICD sucks because uh, no one wants to use it. Yeah, of course, no one will want to use it because <laughs> you try to implement it in the worst way possible. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, from what I'm thinking about, like CI/CD, the in my opinion at least the best way to integrate this, or like use this in the in a way that it won't break too many things at once, uh, is using this to deploy. Because if you're uh, an entity or agency or or or, or a company that already uses Git flow or, or another code repository, which is I, I hope everyone listening uh, is using um, repository for you might be surprised. Code. You might be surprised. I know, but it's like wishful thinking from my end here. <laughs> yeah, but 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 let's assume you are using a repository to store your code. So there is that a possibility to automatically deploy the code once you are merging from development branch into master. So this is the ideal. Ideally, mo a moment in which your code is mature enough to be deployed to the production environment, and instead moving the files by hand, you can automate automate it. Is 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 this like is it, you know from your experience is it a, a good moment or maybe there is some even lower hanging fruit to use as a first step for the listeners trying to think okay what's in it for me w where I can I use it. I think that uh, the, the deployment part is, uh, is is really the best because um, the deployment part has uh, one more thing. Uh, the 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 effect of the deployment is real. You can see it. You just refresh the website and oh, it's there. And when it comes to tests, yes, something passed. Terrific. I don't get it. And deployments are real, so this is the first the first thing and the moment when you when you see how it's easier to because deployments give you many things. For example, like I mentioned, the security part, uh, you won't have to worry about uh, giving away passwords or managing them because uh, if you. If, if 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 your employee just changes the job or you have to fire him, it doesn't matter. You just deactivate his account in this on the CI/CD platform, and that's it. You don't have to worry about okay, where was this password used? Who knows it? And uh, I know some examples when sometimes I think that uh, like hundreds of people already know the password to. To, 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 to one of my clients FTP because I know with how with how many people he uh, he collaborated and he didn't think about using CICD and uh, at this moment changing those passwords would be kind of I mean it, it would be an easy operation but uh, yeah it would be funny it would be really funny <laughs> but but it also is the other way around so for example if you're an agency um, Different companies have different models, obviously, but if you're in an agency and the given employee has, 
access to number of websites. This is also like centralized operation to okay remove this access for that given person. Exactly, exactly. Of course, uh, the downside is every time when we centralize something, if the centralized part breaks for some reasons, we might we might be in trouble. But uh, yeah, but still we have to. Uh, again, this is. This is a decision we are making. It's still better to centralize uh, some things and have um, and have it in, in in control rather than give away everything to everyone and at some point try to figure out okay, so who has what? <laughs> exactly. And um, is Buddy using Buddy for CI/CD? Uh, yes, of course, of course. I mean, uh, in, in in general, um, uh, the history of Buddy is, is interesting because uh, there was a product before Buddy. Uh, I don't remember it, it, it name. It was, but I remember I tried to use it, and it was a very good idea because it was uh, something between um, Asana or Trello, but together with all those developer tools like CI/CD. But the guys quickly realized that, um, yeah, it, it, it won't work for, for, for most of the people. That's why they just kept the CICD part. And, um, I mean, still, still, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that there are so few applications like Buddy when it comes to the UI and the UX. Uh, thinking that most developers like to, write everything in JSONs or in YAML files. That's not true. It's, it's, it's the same as saying that every developer uh, only use Git through the CLI. That's not true. Many of us prefer having a GUI. And, it, and the same goes here. It's, also, it's much easier to concentrate on what matters, right? Because we don't have to... Okay, so how, how was the syntax? How to write it? And we are just moving the blocks, clicking... Mm-hmm. And what's on the roadmap for Buddy? What's brewing for 2023? Probably more and more uh, integrations uh, because uh, let's be honest, everything is changing so quickly. There, Every day a new JS framework. On the other hand, we are uh, still working on, uh, on the actions related to Android and iOS so you will be able to build everything using body and it will work uh, much better and uh, still we are polishing the sandboxes so our environment to have uh, staging websites inside of body mm-hmm. so more and more uh, so i think that it's more uh, the, the upcoming year is more about polishing what we already have uh, rather than uh, something new but uh, on the longer roadmap, uh, there will be really cool things coming, but uh, the it's 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 a secret right now. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. But does this mean that does this mean that, for example, right now you were it was focused for web tools only on for, on web tools only, and oh. now you will no? Oh, I mean. Uh, we are focusing on everything because let, let's be honest, when it comes to JavaScript, some things are already done. The foundation, and I mean, uh, 
big thanks to the whole JavaScript movement that uh, if you see most of the frameworks, they work the same. The deployment process is the same. So if we were able to uh, create a process for one framework, we are ready for all of them. And this is really great. And we are going uh, with those Android and iOS because we heard uh, from from our clients that uh, this is something they they would like to they would like to have. Uh, but we are focusing on I think everything kind of equally uh, for sure at this time because um, we don't we we don't have too much. Uh, iOS and Android developers uh, in in our team, so it's more about gaining experience and learning from from other people. Uh, and uh, so so yeah, we are going we are going quite wide. We are going quite wide, uh, but still because everything is based on on Docker. If there is a Docker image, you can try it. Okay, yeah. So there is. A little bit of a universal universal platform that you can build on, and this doesn't mean you have to invest in every single direction, but rather utilize what's already there and available. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I I really hope that uh, after all those uh, iOS and Android integrations, we'll also have some time to invest more in those little tests that will run just out of the box because they're so useful they're so useful because um, like i mentioned uh, it's great to have an opportunity just to enter your url or or file path and let the magic happen especially when you begin your journey when it comes to cicd i know it's it's scary you just did your first thing yes it's auto deploying so let's let's go further let's go further and all those uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, for example, this uh, screen comparison action uh, because it's so easy to use. I know that it's not the most powerful. There are much better scripts, but they require a lot of configuration. And here you just pass the URL and it works. Before the deploy, you can see that, oh God, the CSS we just corrected, it doesn't work as we thought. Great, we just saved ourselves from deploying a broken version. Yeah, and there is that um, very popular concept or visualization cost um, that is generated um, compared to what stage something happens. So, for example, if you are prototyping, the cost is insignificant, then you have full design, then you have demo or, or MVP, and then you are on the production and the costs are um, like crazy high, especially for manufacturing where you have physical product and you have to um, get back all of like, like service action of Toyota brakes or whatever other car manufacturer has its um, service action so it's it goes in millions in software it's a little bit easier because you can do this with one click you can correct stuff with one click but if you have a flaw in in in, in the whole journey for example and you have to rework from ux perspective something this is very problematic with bugs you know this is also problematic but it could be prevented and i think this is very interesting that CICD can help you automate, automate preventing bad stuff happening. 
Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, during WordCamp in Porto, I had this uh, this workshops about uh, about automating deployments and preventing bad stuff happened. And I showed step by step what we can prevent, which level of our code. And really, there are so many tests we can run, and there are so many great applications that can that can help, like this ghost inspector that I that I mentioned. Uh, probably there are much more of them, uh, but I also don't know all of them because, uh, yeah, every day, new application, new tool. But we are really living in a be- in, in beautiful times. It's really so easy uh, for us to to be sure that our that our website, our code, our application, whatever we are doing, is working. It's working, and we sh- and I mean, it's getting more and more difficult to find excuses why we messed up the deployment. Really, I I, I have. Uh, I know it happens. I, it happens I, still, but but uh, you know, at the same time, the users are not forgiving because. It's, you know, there is so much great design and great interfaces and usability out there that you have your expectations. And if if you are landing on a web shop that is providing great products at great prices, if it is not also looking at least stable and not buggy, you know, this might be an indicator of a, of a scam, not a web shop, but of a, you know, a scam. So... In, it, it, it is merciless. You have to be on the on the edge of great uh, product, whether this is a software, corporate software, or web shop, or application, web application. Yeah, that's that, that that's true. I mean, this is one of one of the reasons when every time I go to Amazon, I feel like I just hate it. It's so, well, it's cheap, even. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is for 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 me. This is amazing how uh, such a company because. Let's be honest, Amazon doesn't look pretty. I also think it's not so easy to use, for, for, for me at least. I don't know why. And every time when I land on Amazon, it's like, no, no, I would probably... But it's by design. Yeah, but... I, 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 I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that book that will be written someday about uh, Amazon design. So what was the thinking? What were the tests run? Because I, I bet there are there is a ton of usability tests. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure about this because they, they test everything and they have that user base that allows for, for testing. So I'm pretty sure this is all by design. And I, ha- I, I feel you, I have the same feeling like... Okay, where do I click now? I, I, I'm lost, yes, right? But on it, and and it also doesn't look good, just like this. It's it's not pretty. I know I I know that there are more important things, but I know that this is amazing. This is a company that has like billions of dollars. So no, thank you. I will go somewhere else. I will find the product. Uh, on 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 a place that uh, is more user friendly, at least for me, and I know that probably, I mean, I know that Amazon is doing everything for the ma- majority of their clients. I am just not one of them, and okay, that's cool. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that that's fine. So uh, wrapping this up slowly, um, mm, Maciej, 
Is there anything our listen- listeners can help you with, or would you like to like say something at the end of the of the recording? Uh, I would uh, like to say that at least give automation a try. Really, uh, with with automation, I mean it's it's, it's quite difficult to to spread the word about it. Why? Because um, I always say that automation is the boring glue that connects all the cool stuff. So for example, we have our cool application that is written by our great developers using great libraries. And on the other hand, we are using this magnificent hosting that has some amazing technologies. And between them, this is the CICD that is just moving one thing, testing it, pushing it to another. It's Bridging boring. the gap. Yeah, let's be honest. It's it's hard to say. Yes, CI CD is the most exciting thing in in the release process because no, it's not. Uh, but still, it's so useful. It's so useful. It will save you so much time. And um, we discussed about those Friday deployments. At some point, I even wrote a small action that checks if it's Friday, if it's Friday, it breaks the deployment. It it will it, it prevents. That's nice. I love it. I love it. I have to introduce. I mean, we are not doing this on Fridays, but I think this is an interesting check. If it is Friday, you shouldn't be doing this or, or even thinking about this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it runs all the tests. Every. I mean, it, you, you can put it at any place you want, uh, of course, uh, but. Uh, I always thought of it about putting it just before the deployment. So let the, let the test run everything, but the deployment, sorry, it's Friday. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. I think it, it, we can make a, uh, a title of this episode. Even <laughs> I will think about it. I think this. that the title of the episode is uh, today we have, uh, which day we have uh, Tuesday, right? So yeah, it was a very difficult Tuesday to record this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, had we had so some. many technical problems before, but but we managed it. We managed it. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, Maciej, thank you so much for having the time to record the episode with me today, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. If you like what you've just heard, don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. On the other hand, if you've got a question we haven't answered yet, feel free to reach out to us directly. Just go to awesomestudio.com forward slash contact. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode of the Awesome to Know podcast.